You'll never change your life unless you change something you do daily. And that is today's Morning Moxie. Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I am your host, Alicia Sharp, and today we have the second part of Louis Giglio's message on habit fatigue. Sometimes we get in the habit of doing all the wrong things. We put all the little rocks in place. We like spend our whole life trying to figure out where to put all these little rocks instead of putting the big rocks in place, such as prayer and fasting and reading the Bible. We're always worried about all these little things and trying to get all these things accomplished when in reality, we need to make the habit of putting the big rocks into place. Here's Louie. I was reading this article by John Maxwell, and this is what he said. He said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. I was like, man, don't start getting specific with me. Because a lot of us spend a lot of our time every day talking about how we're going to change our life. But you don't, you don't, I don't change our life unless we change something we do daily, unless we start to replace something with something else. And there is a definite moment where we open the door and walk out the door and take a lap around the parking lot. Start often. He said, you'll never change your life until you change something you do daily. The secret of your success is found in your daily routine. The second way we fight habit fatigue, and there probably could be a hundred of these, but the second way is we celebrate the bits. Can you say that with me? We celebrate the bits. You're like, what are you talking about? I like words, and I like thinking about words, and habit is a word that is ha-bit. In habit is a bit. And the way you become a vineyard is bit by bit by bit by bit. And I think we live in a culture that doesn't want to celebrate the bits. We want to celebrate the leaps. But you don't become the man or woman God wants you to be in leaps and bounds. You do it bit by bit by bit by bit. And if you can begin and I can begin to celebrate the bits in life, then I believe we can fight off habit fatigue because habit fatigue comes when we're not making as much progress as we wanted to make or thought we were going to make or promise somebody we would make or that somebody else is making. And then we go, okay, I'm just not going to do it anymore. Instead of going, hey, I didn't do the whole thing, but I got a bit and I got a good bit. And I'm going to celebrate my bit. You know, for a lot of us um, who are perfectionists, we really get this in a, in, a, in a, I think, a greater way than the average person who really is, is like, hey, it was pretty good, and that's okay with me. Because perfectionism is the enemy of habit and progress. If you're a perfectionist, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Because perfectionists are often the greatest procrastinators of all. Because unless they know they can get it a thousand percent right, they don't do it. And a lot of times they're sitting there thinking about it forever. And God isn't asking you to be perfect today. He's just asking you to take a step today in forming a habit today that will create a bit of change today and to celebrate the bit. You know, in the Gospel of Luke, Jesus said, whoever can be trusted with very little also can be trusted with much. But he said on the other side of that, whoever is dishonest with, with very little will also end up being dishonest with much. 
In other words, it starts small. Everything starts small. And it's the celebration of the bit that allows us to really get set up for the blessing. And this is always the way it works with God. I'll give you an example. Some of you don't probably are doing any investing, but a few of you might be at that stage where you're thinking, I got to make something out of this money because the bank's not going to give me any money for it just to be sitting around. And so you're thinking about a friend told you about a stock. Anybody ever had a friend that told you about a stock? Anybody figure out how you could go on like E-Trade or one of these online things and become your own broker and for $9.99 you can buy something on your own. You don't need anybody else to get in the way of you buying it. Anybody ever heard of a friend saying, man, we're doing really good in X, Y, or Z company and you're like, I don't even know what that means and I don't even know what they do and I don't even know what they make, but I don't know. I need money. And so have you ever heard about penny stocks? Anybody seen something come on your email advertisement, how I made a billion dollars in penny stocks? And you're like, I like penny stocks because they cost a penny. You can buy 10,000 of one of them for very little money. The reason why all that sells is because it's banking on a home run. And that's what people in our culture want. People don't want a bunch and they don't want a single And nobody wants to work out, and nobody wants to show up at the ballpark every day. Everybody just wants to swing one time and hit a home run. But if you've been an investor in penny stocks, then good for you. You might be, you know, like one of the people who became a billionaire. I doubt it because I'd probably know that by now. I don't know everything that everybody gives. I really don't know anything that anybody gives. But if you'd become a billionaire in penny stocks and tithe, I would know it by now. So I don't think that's happened to anybody here. Either you're not tithing or you didn't make the billion in the penny stocks and you're not tithing it'd be more than 10% because it was penny stocks you know so you could at least give us 40 <laughs> but it didn't work oh yeah I did on this one it did yeah but what on the next one it didn't and then you get to the end of the day and you kind of look at it all and you're like man I'm not getting ahead you know why because nobody wants to do the work to investigate who is this company what do they make Are they solvent? Do they have good leadership? Do they have a good business model? What's the climate in this particular sector of business right now? What's their track record? What are their forecasts? What are other people saying about their business model? Nobody wants to do that. Just tell me what's a good stock. Because I need to turn my thousand into 10,000 or 20,000 if I can before spring break. (laughs) I need a home run. In a home run culture doesn't celebrate the gradual growth rings of sequoias that over time produce something formidable. A home run culture doesn't celebrate a vineyard because no vineyard produces a great crop in its first, second, third, or fourth year. We got to celebrate the little steps because the little steps add up. The third way you fight habit fatigue is by putting the big rocks in first. I think we get worn out because we put the little rocks in first. If you've been in business, you've already heard this idea about putting the big rocks in first. It's any way any CEO thinks, any manager thinks this way, any homemaker thinks this way. You don't start with all the little noise of life. You start with what's the one thing that has to get inserted in today. What's the cornerstone of the thing we want to build 
today. So if you're going to build a stack stone fireplace in the back of your house, and all the rocks are different size, but you start looking at the big ones and getting them in their places, and then you put the smaller ones around at the end. The problem is the world we live in is a meteor shower every day of all the little rocks, and we're just dodging little rocks all day and get to the end of the day and never put a big rock into the equation. And I want to encourage you The thing that's going to make you tired is all the little things every day. But the thing that's going to make you a vineyard is doing one thing every day. The right thing in every day. And that's going to allow us, I believe, to see a future unfolding and to fight against the fatigue of all the noise that we face every single day. Um, The book, The Power of Habit, which was a, a big part of my reading over the past six months, one of the greatest, uh, I guess, business books that's out right now. This is what the author said about putting a big rock or a keystone habit in place. He talked about exercise. Anybody want to exercise this year? Don't raise your hand. Anybody thinking I need to exercise more or some or at all or just start uh, exercising? This is what he said about exercise. He said, typically, people who exercise, typically, not 100% of the time, but typically, people who exercise start eating better, Okay, most of us want to eat better. They start becoming more productive at work, so your boss is going to be happy and your coworkers are going to be fired up. They smoke less, so I don't know, if maybe you're thinking about smoking less. Maybe you need to stop thinking about smoking less and start thinking about exercising more because apparently if you exercise, typically you smoke less. You show more patience with your colleagues and your family. They use their credit cards less frequently, and they feel less stressed. Exercise is a keystone habit that triggers widespread change. Now, see, that's understanding the power of a big rock. Even if it's, I don't know what the qualifications of exercise are, maybe it's three times a week. I mean, that's what most people say. If you just exercise for a half hour, three times a week, that's a solid regimen to build on it. And then you can take that where you want to. But think about that. If you could get that rock in your week, three times a week, 30 minutes each time to walk around the block, to jog to the park and back, to get on the elliptical thing, to just get the blood flowing, and get the muscles moving, if you could put that big rock in place, here for 30 minutes, here for 30 minutes, and here for 30 minutes, you are less stressed, you've got more patience with your family and with your colleagues, you become more productive at your job, you eat better, you smoke less, and you put more debt on your credit cards, all by putting the big rock in place first. And saying, you know what, I don't know what the medium and little rocks are going to be, but I guarantee you the three important rocks are going in the week. And everybody else can deal after that. And if we get the big rock right, and I believe we're on that track with prayer, with scripture, with fasting, seeking God, cultivating the inner life with God, and we get those rocks in place, we are going to be in a position to see powerful, widespread change in our lives. That was Louis Giglio. And you can find that clip on YouTube if you search under Louis Giglio Habit Fatigue. 
Well, that is all I have for you today. I hope you've enjoyed this message and that you will be inspired to change something that you do every single day to glorify God even more with your life. Have a great day. God bless.